It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, and he is the one and only Evan Silva from rotoworld.com. Check him out on Twitter at Evan Silva. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, and I love these Fantasy Feast Eating podcasts, and I'm so excited that we have the draft tomorrow. So, so excited. By the way, we're presented by BetOnline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Fantasy Feast podcast because they've got the best odds and the fastest payouts. Just use the code BIGFEAST. Um, speaking of codes, by the way, before I forget, if those of you, you'll hear this on Friday on the Ross Tucker football podcast after I break down round one of the draft with Greg Cosell, but you know, we love the dudes over at draft, get the app on your phone. And if you use code Ross, you get a free entry with your first deposit. So if you don't already have the draft app on your phone, do it. You or just go to draft.com. Use code Ross for free entry with deposit. Well, tis the season here on Fantasy Feast. It is obviously draft season with the draft tomorrow night. So we brought on one of Evan's favorites, Elliot Christ from 4 for 4 Football, the Power Hour Pod. You can check him out on Twitter at Elliot Christ, C-R-I-S-T. Only one T in Elliot, by the way. Elliot, I'm glad you're here on the Fantasy Feast, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, I'm pumped to be here. It's an exciting opportunity, and, you know, we're right around the corner from the NFL draft, and, you know, excited to continue to talk about it and break it down. So uh, I always do this with guys I, um, I've never met before. I like to kind of get your background. So give me your background, you know, where you live, where you grew up, where you went to school, what your real job is, if you still have one, and then everything you're doing in the media. Okay, so I, I went to I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey. That's where I, I still live now. Um, I went to St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. Got a marketing degree. Did not use the marketing degree. Got a job in finance. Decided that that was not the road I wanted to go down. Uh, got a job at P, uh, PFF uh, a couple years ago. Been doing a bunch of PFF stuff, and you know, continue to try to build my brand on Twitter. And from there, I've done work on Bleacher Report, NDP Scouting. Uh, four four football now power hour with fantasy stuff and um, some betting stuff and uh, just started my uh, podcast this year where we've put out 80 draft podcasts uh, breaking down different players on the draft daily podcast so kind of started off not in football it's always been my passion wanted to take a shot at it and you know things are going real well for me well I'm not sure we can talk with you Elliot Evan and I don't like guys that don't use their college degrees um, it really bothers us because it's clearly critical that you work in the field. I should be a politician, I guess, right now. I was a politics major. Evan, what was your major? Yeah, it was political science and philosophy, too. Yeah, and now you're philosophizing over which guy to take in the sixth round of a best ball draft. I love it. Exactly. Um, and my politics is is trying to do everything possible to avoid talking politics on the radio and the podcast as well. All right, cool. So one of the things that we thought we would do, Elliot, is dive into some of these draft prop bets. Obviously, 
Steve Fezzik and I talked about that on the Even Money podcast. He's the professional gambler, and it's fun to hear the, the bets that he makes on the draft. But I know that there's a bunch out there that are really intriguing to Evan that he wants to kind of pick your brain on. So now's the part of the show where I, uh, where I hand it off and chime in every once in a while, but really just listen and learn. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, let's start. So um, I went through all the draft props on betdsi.com. The limits are $50. So it's not like you can, you know, we're not going to get rich off this thing. But I thought that there were four or five prop bets that really stood out to me as particularly good bets. The first one that stood out to me was the number of times, and it's kind of a silly one, but it's the number of times that Odell Beckham Jr. gets mentioned during round one of the NFL draft. Now, I'm, I'm assuming it's not even specified whether it's on ESPN or NFL Network, but I would take the overs, hammer the over on Odell Beckham getting mentioned over two and a half times on either ESPN or NFL Network during round one of, of the draft. I, I really think this is <laughs> almost a lock. Um, we'll definitely hear a bunch about Odell Beckham when the Giants are on the clock at number two. We could even see someone compare Calvin Ridley to Odell Beckham later in the first round. Like while they're talking about Calvin Ridley, that may be an absurd comparison, but it's something that people will say on TV. Um, But mainly we're going to hear about all the Giants weapons when they take Saquon Barkley at number two. And then every guy on the set is rattling off Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and now Saquon Barkley, and they'll talk about how the Giants at one point considered trading Odell Beckham, but they're keeping him now. And so I think this one is really a cinch. And the the implied probability of minus 115 odds, which is what Odell Beckham is given uh, for over for over under two and a half mentions during round one of the draft, is 53.5%. And I think there's a much higher probability that we hear Odell Beckham mentioned three times during round one of the draft than 53 and a half percent yeah that seems that seems like the lock of the century the only question is what counts as a mention if if they have a conversation about odell beckham and multiple analysts say his name does that count as two or is it over two and a half total discussions of them that's the only question i'd have on that but like you mentioned they're going to pick it too and whether they take barkley or quarterback it's going to be talked about pairing him with odell beckham and there's a potential chance, you know, they even trade at some point, and there's a there's a more Odell Beckham as the draft goes on. Every time a wide receiver comes up, they'll probably mention Odell Beckham. The couple teams that maybe were linked to Odell Beckham in trade situations, there's mm-hmm. Odell Beckham references. And the Giants, if they don't take a quarterback at the uh, at two, could easily come back in at the end of the first round. You know, they've been linked to Mason Rudolph. They trade in, and then there's another Odell Beckham reference. So I think it's hard for Odell Beckham not to get brought up that much. Yeah, I think that even if it was a sort of normal year, we could still have a good chance at hitting over two and a half mentions of Odell Beckham. And I'm assuming that we're going to include, you know, his nickname, OBJ, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, The next one that stood out to me is another kind of silly one, and we'll get into the, the better props in a minute. But the next one that stood out to me was just the length of the draft for round one. Um, I couldn't find out exactly how long last year's draft was, but I know that in 2015 the draft lasted from 8 until 11.40 Eastern time, so three hours and 40 minutes, and the 2016 draft lasted from 8 
until 11.20, so three hours and 20 minutes. The prop here is under four hours. Now, the, the prop got bet because it opened at minus 115, and you're not getting great value anymore. Now you have to bet. If you're going to bet $100 on under four hours for how long the first round of the draft is going to last, you only win 67 uh, before you would have won like 85. Uh, so you're, you're not getting great odds. But I just wanted to mention this one because I think that it's a likely winner. I don't know if it's a lock. I, I'd like the Odell Beckham one much better. Yeah, the, the only thing that gets scary is, you know, you know how teams love their time in the sun and take yeah. all 10 minutes. And you, you'll kind of know pretty early on if you got a shot because you want those first picks to go quicker because these guys have been on the clock forever. But I would leave the under there, too, because I don't think the NFL wants this thing going to midnight. Um, so I, I think that three and a half hours is kind of the sweet spot for them, and that's probably where it'll go. And four hours seems like a, a really long event. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into the good props. The, the first one that stood out to me was not the number one overall selection because you're just not getting great odds on Sam Darnold. And I think that Sam Darnold is the uh, super big favorite right now to go number one. So I'm skipping forward to the number two overall selection. So the, the three bets that made the most sense to me at the number two overall selection were Josh Allen at plus 225. Um, well, I shouldn't say that he make, even makes the most sense. He is the favorite, according to the odds, at plus 225. So if you bet $100 on Josh Allen to be the number two overall selection, you're turning your 100 into 225. You're making 125 bucks. Saquon Barkley, if you bet $100 and he's the number two overall selection, you turn your 100 into $400. And that is where that is the one that I like. And then Bradley, Bradley Chubb, if you bet $100, you turn your $100 into $600. Those were the three names that stood out uh, among the candidates to be the number two overall selection. Um, the odds maker here is not showing a lot of confidence in Josh Allen as the favorite. Uh, his implied probability based off plus 225 is like is 30.8%. Um, so the odds maker does not have high confidence in that. I think that he's the favorite because people think that a team like the Bills are going to trade up to number two, but I don't think the Bills are going to be willing to give up all the ammo it takes to get from 12 to two. Um, and I do think that, again, Bradley Chubb is an interesting long shot at plus 600. But if we hit Saquon Barkley, and I think that he's the, the favorite, um, we can turn our hundred bucks into four hundred bucks, and I'm sorry, the limit is fifty. So we can we can turn our um, our fifty into two hundred. But I really like those odds, man. At plus four hundred, uh, the implied probability for plus four hundred is twenty percent. I think that Saquon Barkley has a better than twenty percent chance to be the number two overall pick in the draft. What do you think, Elliot? So I think this is really interesting in general, and when you talk about betting, it's important to uh, shop at different uh, places for different lines because, you know, I, for example, this morning I tweeted out that Sam Darnold is now the minus 270 favorite for to be the first overall pick, and someone responded that their book has Josh Allen as the favorite right now. So you can you can find different books and guarantee yourself some money out there. Uh, for example, at that DSI right now, Saquon Barkley has already jumped to plus 450. So the, the odds are continuing to push away from that. And, you know, I, I think all reports right now are that Barkley is going to – 
I actually I I don't have a source on this, but I have a gut feeling that Josh Rosen's going to go second overall. I think we all assume that Dave Gettleman's going to make a mistake. I'm trying to think of it from the other side that he's going to come at this logically. And if he rejected all these trade offers to get up to two, he settled on his quarterback. So I actually think that Rosen at plus 650 is the guy I would go with. But I would say that if I don't go Rosen, I think Saquon Barkley at plus 450 is a fantastic pick. And quite honestly, the way I would do it is I'd put my money on both because I think it's going to be one of those two players. Like it. So you think that uh, Ro- that the Giants might take Rosen, or do you think that someone is going to trade into that spot? Because this is not, you know, the bet is not who are the Giants going to take it to. It's who's going to be the number two overall pick. The The team is not really relevant to the bet. No, absolutely. But, I mean, the, the team's slightly relevant because they are the ones that are currently picking there. They could trade down, but all the reports are that the Giants have rejected offers to come up, right? So I'm assuming that uh, that means that they, they're set on their guy, that they're going to reject all those offers right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're going to take a quarterback. I really do, and that's why I'm going to go Darnold. But if they don't and stay put, they're going to uh, – the other guy that I think they consider is Saquon Barkley. So I think when you get odds at plus 650 and plus 450, it makes sense to put uh, money on both guys because I think it's going to end up being one of those two players. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think the Bills ultimately come all the way up to two and take mm-hmm. Josh Allen. So thinking the Giants stay put, I think it's going to be between Barkley and Rosen. I ultimately think it's going to be Rosen. But either way, you're guaranteeing yourself money. Or not guaranteeing, but I'd feel really good about my chances of making money if I put money on both Saquon Barkley and Josh Rosen because I'm getting plus 450 and plus 650. I like that approach a lot, um, and and it gives us some upside. I mean, these are we're multiplying bets here. Um, all right, the the next one that stood out to me, Elliot, se- the second running back selected. So, and here, uh, the odds have changed a little bit, uh, but Darius Geis has maintained a significant lead in terms of the odds at minus four fifty. He's not even worth betting. Uh, but the odds have the impl- an implied per, uh, probability of 81.8% that Darius Geis is the second running back selected. We can all agree that we think Saquon Barkley will be the first. Who will be the second? Um, and then at plus 300, Sony Michelle. That seems like a much better bet to me than Darius Geis. Now, I, th- I think that Darius Geis is the favorite, but I don't think that he's in, he, that his probability should be almost 82%. Um, and I don't think that Michelle should be so low at 25%. I think it's probably 65-35 in favor of, of Darius Geis or 60-40. Um, so the, the previous uh, few bets I maxed out on bet DSI. This one I put a smaller bet, but I can triple my money if I uh, hit Sony Michelle um, at plus 300. What do you think? Do you think it's – I mean, I, I – even in my mock draft, I have Darius Geis as the second running back off the board, but I just don't think it's a very good bet because of the odds at minus 450. We're not making any money. We can make some money if we hit Sony Michelle. Yeah, and, and this goes back to shopping different books as well, right? Because if you go to five dimes right now, Darius Geis is minus 145 to be the second running back selected. And to your point, Saquon Barkley is going, going to be the first running back selected. He's currently minus 11,000. To, uh, to go first, to be the first back selected. And, you know, 
it's kind of amazing how much these lines move. And just like if you come back an hour later, the line has moved a lot. Like Sony Michelle is up to plus yep. five fifty now at BetDSI already. Um, it's amazing because last week, like seven days ago, we get the Sony Michelle's rising up draft boards. He's got a really good shot to be the second overall running back selected. And then two days later, it's his medicals or teams now have his medicals and they're worried and he could fall down draft boards. I think that. You know, just looking at it from it logically is that Michelle brings that pass-catching, third-down, pass-blocking role that teams are seen to be coveting more. We just saw Jarek McKinnon get paid as a top-five running back for that third-down role, and he's going to get more work than that, but just in terms of that, his his original skill set. And I would take my shot at 5-1 to one with Sonny Michelle. I mean, guys who's had the character concerns that have come out, you know, he's slipped in mock drafts to the Eagles at 32, You've seen Michelle go ahead of him. I think that Geis, like you, ultimately does go as a second running back. But if I get 5-1 to one odds on Sony Michelle, I'm taking that. Because I think it's Geis or Michelle, possibly Nick Chubb. But I, I think it's it's going to be Geis or Michelle. And, you know, if I think it's a 40% chance that it's Sony Michelle and you give me 5-1 to one odds, I'm taking that bet all day long. Yeah, and you alluded to it. You know, there have been whispers, I guess, that – the page, or that I'm sorry that Sony Michelle has um, is falling down draft boards due to uh, injury concerns. Now the first guy that mentioned it was Mike Mayock, um, who's super well connected, but also a Bill Belichick confidant. The other night I'm listening to um, Mike Lombardi on GM Street on the Ringer, and he's also mentioning uh, the Sony Michelle injury concerns. So I am. Another Mike uh, Bill Belichick confidant. So I'm tempted to just full fade both of those Belichick confidants and put Sony Michelle to the Patriots at number 31 in my mock draft because I think that the, I, I think he makes a lot of sense for for the Patriots too. Um, and I think that if he goes 31, he could end up ahead, or if he goes 23, he could end up ahead of Darius Geis, who right now I have at number 32. Uh, to the Eagles, I'm not sure that he's going to go much higher than that. We've also heard whispers that teams have off-field concerns about Darius Geis. Now, I wanted to ask you about one player, one long shot in particular on Bet DSI. You mentioned Nick Chubb at plus eight eight seventy five. So that's a hundred. We if we if we were to bet ten bucks, we're turning our ten bucks into eighty seven and a half if we get that. Correct. And Ronald Jones at plus twenty five hundred. So if we bet ten bucks, we're we're turning it into two hundred and fifty bucks. Now I don't. I'm not a big fan of Ronald Jones and Nick Chubb's passing game ability is uh, suspect to me. And I don't think that he's going to be the second running back drafted. But Ronald Jones is in particular is a guy that I think can be like intoxicating to people that watch him and just fall in love with his long runs. Um, So I thought that he was like sort of interesting long shot to be the second running back selected. What are your thoughts in general on Ronald Jones? Uh, Jones is not a guy I'm uh, as high on as some other people. I I have questions in terms of his receiving ability. He never caught more than 15 passes at the college level or in high school. And it's not, to me, he gets the Jamal Charles comp, you know, more of a open field explosive player but i don't necessarily see the pass catching upside in ronald jones so i think that he's a kind of guy that we could see go higher than i expect i expect him to go third round but ultimately i don't think that he is going to 
compete for that number two running back spot. I think a guy that I would take a shot on is actually Rashad Penny at 50-1. to Now, I'm lower on Penny because of his pass game work and pass blocking similar to Ronald Jones. Penny's metrics are phenomenal. He tested as a great athlete. And there there are guys like uh, a lot of guys at PFF that have him as their second-ranked running back. And, you know, they have the ears of some people in the NFL as well. And they they put out those metrics that people see. And, you know, at 50-1, to I can only put five or ten bucks on it and get – have a shot to get rich without really risking anything. So Penny is probably the guy I would take as the long shot there. Um, another one that I maxed out was Lamar Jackson draft position. Now the odds here I noticed have moved, um, and they've moved actually against the direction that I want to bet, which I like because I'm getting more bang for my buck here. Um, originally opened at minus 115 for over-under on Lamar Jackson draft position at 17.5. Now 17.5, now over 17.5 is the favorite, um, and I want the under. Uh, and I think we have a decent amount of margin of, for error here. First of all, I think that Lamar Jackson going to the Ravens at number 16, that's what I put in my mock. I think it would be a great send-off for Ozzie Newsom in his last year's GM. And I really think that the Ravens need to start thinking about the future at quarterback, and that future might be as soon as this year. And you have Marty Morningweg and you have Greg Roman on staff, and they both have worked with mobile quarterbacks, Marty Morningweg with Michael Vick, uh, Greg Roman with Tyrod Taylor. And then you have the Chargers at 17. The Chargers right now are the most popular destination for Lamar Jackson in mock drafts. The Cardinals at 15 could be in the market. The Dolphins at 11. And then any team that might want to trade up to get Lamar Jackson if those first four quarterbacks go really fast in the draft. So I'm taking the under here. um, And the implied probability at uh, plus 110 for Lamar Jackson to be uh, drafted in in picks 1 through 17 is 47.6%. So I think that uh, the probability of Lamar Jackson being drafted in picks 1 through 17 – is better than 47.6%. Um, and so I, I really like this one. I, I maxed this one out. What do you think, Elliot? Yeah, I'd be right there with you in terms of maxing this one out. Like you mentioned, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Cardinals are another team. Uh, Bruce Arians has come out and talked about how he would love to coach Lamar Jackson. The Dolphins at 11. And I think the Dolphins are probably the biggest mystery team there is in this entire draft because the, their their roster is pretty terrible right now. And, they could try to reset a quarterback. and You know, just because these teams are there, too, we have to factor in all the trades like you mentioned. And, you know, last year people didn't necessarily see the Texans or the Chiefs as walking away with Mahomes and Watson, but they came up and got their guy. And, you know, their, their teams later in the draft, the Saints, the Steelers, you know, the, the Saints were reported that Sean Payton said that if they didn't get Lattimore, they would have taken Mahomes last year. They could be very intrigued by a talent like Lamar Jackson and allow him to sit for a year or two behind their starting quarterback and, you know, quarterbacks don't tend to just drop like rocks in the draft, and people are going to yell at me and say, well, Aaron Rodgers did. You know, the team's made a mistake there. When teams like a quarterback, they come up and get them. So I think you have those three teams you just mentioned at 15, 16, and 17, which all would win you your bet, and all the teams that would try to jump those teams. So I, I think it's, it's a, it really is an ideal situation, and, you know, I think that number on Lamar Jackson of 17.5 should probably be something more like 15.5 if it was a fair line. So... I'd be, I would mm-hmm. max out that bet as well. Awesome, awesome. So that was one that I maxed out. 
Uh, I maxed out Odell Beckham mentioned over two and a half times during the first round. I maxed out Saquon Barkley at plus 400 to be the number two overall uh, player drafted. I put a smaller one on Sony Michelle to be the second running back drafted. I have a few more. They're not as great. Uh, but were, were there any bets that uh, st- stood out to you, Elliot, as you were going through the props? Um, the one that stood out to me that is now basically unbettable is they had a bet on five dimes for um, number of Notre Dame players taken in the first round at over one and a half. And that is now minus 900 because people recognize it as ridiculous because Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey are locked in as first-round players. Um, I've seen number of quarterbacks drafted in the first round over five. I would I would pound that one, too, because I think five, your worst-case scenario, you push. I think Rudolph's got a shot to go at the end of round one, and you win your bet. But five, I think, are locked into the first round with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. And Baker Mayfield, I would. I saw a couple other ones I like. I think Baker Mayfield over under four. I I think he's going to the Jets. I know there's some Rosen stuff that's coming out, but um, I, I really do believe that that's their guy. If you kind of just look at what their trade from a logic perspective of they traded to three, they didn't go to two or one. They must have felt really comfortable they were getting their guy at three. And the one guy you feel comfortable getting at three is Baker Mayfield. So that's not just me being biased as a Jets fan and a Baker guy. I really do think that under four is a is a real good value bet there for him. Um, I think that Josh Rosen drafted ahead of Saquon Barkley at plus 250. That's not a bad bet either. Uh, that's almost a decent hedge bet if you want to take Saquon Barkley to go to the um, Giants at number two overall. That's another way to kind of lock in some profit, which is always nice. I think Cortland Sutton drafted before Calvin Ridley. I think that's got a real shot to hit as well. I Sutton has been connected basically by everyone to the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that Ridley could go anywhere between 15 and 30, or 14 and 30, but I think Sutton is the higher upside player, the younger player, the, the guy who tested better, and we've seen that shoot guys up draft boards before, so at plus 250, I like my odds there. And the other one I like, but the odds have really moved I guess in my favor, so it's tougher to bet now, is Derwin James drafted before Minka Fitzpatrick. This opened up at about minus 160. Now, obviously, you're, you're laying some, some juice there, but I think Derwin James testing, and basically I think he's locked into the top 10 guy. And, Evan, I know you were on my podcast, and we broke down Minka, that I think the draft community is higher than the NFL teams are ultimately going to be on Minka, and he's probably going to be in that 13 or later. Uh, area, I think Derwin James is locked in the top 10. So I really like a couple of those bets as well. Love it. Love it. Um, again, Lamar Jackson, man. I, I love that bet. Um, I, I think that you make uh, very interesting points about Derwin and Minka Fitzpatrick. I think that Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, it's kind of a weak year for, for uh, non-quarterbacks. So maybe that will push him up the board. But to me, his skill set is a lot more similar to like Kenny Vaccaro when he was coming out of Texas uh, than, you know, Jalen Ramsey uh, when he was coming out of Florida State. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, of course, went in that, like, 15 range. He was a slot corner slash safety. Uh, Jalen Ramsey went, well, he should have went number four overall uh, to the Cowboys. Did he go number five to the Jags? Is that correct? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. 
So um, I, I think that he'll be drafted closer. I, I think that he goes like I think he goes to the Redskins or the Packers at thirteen or fourteen, and Derwin James goes ahead of him. Um, I don't know. I, I, I had a couple more, but I just don't love them. I like taking a long shot on uh, the Cardinals selecting Baker Mayfield. Um, it's only it's plus eight hundred. I mean, I, I just do a small. I, I actually did do a very small one on that, but we can eight x our money on that. Um, total quarterback selected in round one. See, Bet DSI already moved their odds significantly, or they they opened as the over under being four and a half quarterbacks selected in round one, and it's already moved to five and a half. So the prop actually changed, and you're not even getting that great of odds. But I don't know. I think we we came up with some good props here. Um, I think that we have a good chance to, to uh, produce some winners, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Again, this is one of the most least predictable sports entities, sports events that there are. I think it's it's a lot like the NCAA tournament, um, and pe- people think that they know what's going to happen, uh, but they have no idea. Yeah. It's always funny how everyone goes in pretty confident, and then after four picks, we throw away all the mock drafts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everyone just yelling. I mean, we had Joe out. Marino – who, we had Joe Marino on last week. He had the best mock draft in the entire nation last year. He got nine of 32 picks right. You know, that's that's what it takes. So when you're reading mock drafts, don't think that those are predictions of the future, you know, that, or that those are accurate predictions of the future. They're fun to read. Some of them are, are good, like you can learn from them. Um, but, you know, in terms of actually predicting the draft, that that's really really difficult to do. Even the guys that are the best at it, they get a low percentage of picks correct. Absolutely, and you know what, Evan? I just want to throw out two more props that I just saw in Bet DSI. And yeah, the total quarterback selected in the top ten is three and a half, and the total quarterback selected in the top five is two and a half. And I think I think those are both pretty much locked. You know, just I, hit I them both. That, I'm just going to hit them both right now, then. Yeah, because, you know, the Jets and Browns are definitely taking a quarterback there. I think the Giants take a quarterback. If they don't, uh, four or five is likely to be traded. Elway already came out and said he's looking to move down. The Bills have been basically setting up to move up in this draft. If they move up, they're going to take a quarterback. So we're already at three in the top five. You know, and then Rosen, I would be shocked if he falls out of the top ten. The Dolphins sit there at eleven. All these teams are going to try to jump them to take a guy. You know, the Patriots have even been linked to coming up to 10 and taking him. So, you know, I think those are both locks uh, under, sorry, over three and a half quarterbacks taking the top 10 and over two and a half taking the top five. Elliot, really, really appreciate the time. This was awesome. It's fun to get into some of these draft prop bets. Uh, people can find you on Twitter at Elliot Christ, one T and Elliot C R I. ST, 444 Football, Power Hour, DFS, Draft Daily Pod. Really appreciate the time, Elliot. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, guys. This was a real pleasure. I should mention, by the way, um, Evan and Elliot, that there are some awesome, awesome props up over at betonline.ag as well. You guys know that is the gaming website of choice. I know that Elliot was talking about some other ones that he uses, and that's fine. We're familiar with them. We we talked to those guys as well. But for the Fantasy Feast, the code is BIGFEAST to get a 50% welcome bonus. Big Feast, 
50% at betonline.ag. They've got some awesome draft prop bets. And speaking of awesome, Evan, how about the fact that I said on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and I'll say it again on Friday's show after the draft, after the first round at least, that if you use the code ROSS over on the draft app or at draft.com, you get a free entry into one of these drafts I see you hitting up all the time. Yeah, it's a really fun way to play. It's super, super efficient. I mean, I play like all day uh, in the 12-team draft rooms while I'm working. I mean, it's it's a super efficient way to play fantasy football. It's, I mean, I think that there's a definite edge. Um, you know, some people aren't making all their picks. Some people are timing out. Some people just aren't using good process. So um, I think that there's a definite advantage to be had right now uh, and to, to be getting out in front of a lot of the movement that is going to occur post-draft and uh, during the months where fantasy analysts are really clued in and figuring out where the market inefficiencies are and alerting uh, their audience of that, you know, that's not really happening yet. So um, if you can figure out on your own where the market inefficiencies are ahead of time, you can have an, another advantage on your on your opponent. I mean, I think it's it's you, you have a very very big edge right now, and that's always the best way to play. We're playing for money, um, and it's it's obviously fun, and it's not necessarily huge stakes, uh, but we, we can definitely definitely turn a profit and use our knowledge to our benefit. It is the draft app on your phone, or you can go to draft.com. Either way, use the code Ross to get a free entry with a deposit. Evan, fantastic stuff. I neglected earlier in the show to give away uh, the MFL giveaway this week. We're giving away an MFL 10 every week. Joel Henry, not only was he first, but he sent in multiple sponsor confirmations to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, saying he wanted the free MFL 10. So look at us, Evan. We got all kinds of ways for people to get free entries. Just download the draft app. Use code Ross for free entry with a deposit, or you can take advantage of any of these sponsors over at RossTucker.com. Forward it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Say, hey, Ross, this is for the MFL 10 that Joel Henry won last week, and you will be automatically entered. Other than that, I'm totally, totally stuffed at this point. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.